you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Enjoy this throwback episode of Black Tech Green Money over your holiday season. You, you know the board of your company when you should know them, right? And when you're sitting in the C-suite or, re- or have some kind of a role that requires that you interface with them on a regular basis or any basis, that's fine. Otherwise, I assure you, you will not become a member of the C-suite if you spend your time trying to get to know your directors. You should try to spend your time getting to know your job. I'm Will Lucas, this is Black Tech Green Money, and I'm so excited to bring you this episode because I was there in real time when it happened. This is a conversation that happened at Afrotech Executive in Brooklyn. And it was with the CEO, the former CEO of Xerox, Miss Ursula Burns, who was CEO of Xerox from 2009 to 2016. 
She was the first black woman to be CEO of a Fortune 500 company and the first woman to see another woman as head of a Fortune 500 company. It's history all around. Most pertinent to today's conversation is her board roles. Ms. Burns sat on the boards of directors for more than 15 companies, including Boston Scientific, the University of Rochester, MIT Corporation, American Express, ExxonMobil, Uber, Waystar, and more. During this conversation, which was held at Afrotech Executive Brooklyn, is, have you, you had a recurring theme? You should not miss another Afrotech Executive, by the way. We're going to be in D.C. in a couple of weeks. But anyway, back to today's conversation. She talked with Heather Hiles, managing partner at Black Ops Ventures and founder of Pathbright. If you have any interest, listen to me, if you have any interest in one day sitting on a corporate board, listen, keep your ears locked. And if you want to build a big company, listen, keep your ears locked because boards are where the decisions are made. Boards are where you, where they decide if you're going to keep your job as CEO, as a matter of fact. Understanding how they work is the best thing you can do with your next 40 minutes. Give a warm welcome to Ursula Burns. Welcome. <laughs> Where's my cousin? Where's your cousin? There she is. Where, let's wave. Wave. Where is she? Do you want the Hi, cousin. Thank you for being here. <laughs> she's, my, she's my cousin, and I always call her my niece because she's so much younger. So than much younger. <laughs> she's I my cousin. You. Hey, you girlfriend. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. You are. Again, one of these amazing pioneers that has paved the way and been a model to folks like myself and all the women in this room. So I want to start by saying thank you so much for everything you've done, for being you. Now, uh, I'm going to give the real brief version because you've done so much that we don't have time to get into all that. We want to hear from you directly. You just put it on a post-it. We can go straight. Okay, okay, we go straight. <laughs> but, you know, um, your, your legendary um, position as the CEO of Xerox and doing such a huge uh, acquisition for them and all the other things that you've been doing. We want to hear some of what you're doing today. Um, so I hope we'll get into it. So thank you so much. Um, we, the last question we ended on I thought was very helpful, um, which was, um, the question was, is it enough to be a black woman and be the director? And Merlene's answer was absolutely not. And if a, if a person's selecting you for a board just because of your demographics, that's not the board for you. So I think uh, from the CEO um, perspective, what do constructive value add directors uh, look like? And how do they behave versus somebody who's kind of taking up airspace and, and not helping the management team do their thing? Yeah, I heard the, the question, the last couple of questions, and I must say I don't agree. I okay. absolutely don't oh, agree. Well, I say this all the time. First of all, no company is going to come to you and say you are totally unknowledgeable about anything to do with business. But, but just because you happen to be black and a woman, we're going to put you on the board. So that, I mean, it, that's just not a viable company. So that okay. I, would, I would just, that's not a thing. Not a thing. It, I mean, unless they're absolutely ding-dongs, which you wouldn't <laughs> want to be with anyway. But 
So if they come to you, they found you, they look at some kind of a profile, and the reason why you are the next person that they would pick is because you're a black or, or a woman, I'd go just as quickly as not. For so long, we have been excluded because of the way that we look. I absolutely tell you, I say this all the time, it's about damn time that we were included because of the way that we look. So I absolutely... Okay. Now, this whole thing about being on boards, I, I, I got to say, this is a, the, the... I've been on 15. It's not all it's cracked up to be, guys. Be careful here. <laughs> I mean, it's good and it's fun and it's all that stuff. You don't get anywhere near as much money as you think. It takes a ton of time. It's not, it doesn't always take a ton of time, but when it takes a ton of time, it takes a lot of time. And you can't say things like, I'm busy. They're like, well, I mean, that's the reason why you're sitting here. We want you to be busy on this, right? Not on other, on other things. And sometimes it's just not fun. I mean, it, you, you know, you go on the boards of banks and insurance companies. If that's not your thing, you sit there and try to figure out, what the hell am I doing here? That's the, and then the last is the group of people that you're with. Forget the management team, but the directors, if they're not worth your time, don't go. Because you'll it just isn't that much fun. It's the thing that we're all running after now, but that thing has been run through by white guys already, and now they're handing it to us and saying, women and me, you can do it, right? We're coming. So I, I, I actually, I like boards. Yeah, I like boards. I Don't get me wrong. It's an important thing to do if you can do it. You got to be unbelievably selective. Unbelievably selective. I mean, okay, what are you selecting for? First of all, the team of people that you're going to be sitting around the table with. The, the other directors. Do the I other want to spend all this time is, with them? Yeah. Second is the company. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been on, what are they doing? I mean, if you're not interested in what they're doing, you know, some, I've, I, in the beginning, of course, I was highly, just like everybody else is here. I want to be on one. <laughs> so I picked a road striping company. You know, the, <laughs> they, they picked me. I didn't pick them. They picked me. I had been, by the way, it was, it was fun. I ended up loving the guys, but the product, I, I mean, it, it was glass beads for road striping. And I learned a lot from the company, but when they, you know, we would go on plant tours. And I'd be like, oh, what am I doing here? So I, I'm making fun of it, but be careful. Be aware that this sounds great, uh, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and it takes a lot of your emotional time, and you, you know, you've got to read stuff beforehand. You have to have some reason, besides just saying I'm on one, that you want to be involved. Last thing I'll say on this thing. If you can get on a private company go board, a pre-IPO board, I would do it every single day before I go on a public company board, every day. You get paid more money, you get more involved in the company, the chances of getting rich are better. In a public company, literally your Compensation is contained and reported to everyone every single year. You can't make more than X or Y money, uh, dollars. That's if you have one meeting or 500 meetings. Literally the same amount of money goes whether you have one or 500. You never have one, right? You have six or seven. But somebody talked about this. If you're in trouble, I'm on the board of ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil just had a proxy fight. ExxonMobil has 10 meetings a year normally. Proxy fight year, how about 25? And you just do, you have to do them. Now they, they make it a little bit easy for you. They try to find the time that you can do it, but it's not, it, you know, it's not 
it's not all it's cracked up to be. I would, I would really be careful about running after this. One last thing, I keep saying the last thing, there is no way you can be on four or five boards. Literally, proxy firms like Glass, Lewis, et cetera, won't vote for you. You will literally, it's not allowed. You have to be on a certain number. If you're a CEO, I was on three when I was the CEO. Fortunately, two of them were easy. You know, one of them was American Express, one of the best-run companies out there. Kenshin also an amazing CEO. The board was phenomenal, so you could actually do that. And you can do another one that's not, so American Express was time, but easy time, if you know what I mean. It was not a crisis. Another company I was on was a crisis. And it took a lot of time, and, it, and then the third was in the middle. So you, it's not the kind of thing that you do a lot of, and it's not, you don't get rich and famous. You literally well, don't. Uh, yeah, I want to push back on that, on that last point. Um, so you're on the board or have been on the board of Uber. I'm still on the board of Uber. Still on the board of Uber. So they've gone through a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, what's that been like? How does that work? And how time consuming is it? Well, I was on the board of, I got on the board of Uber as an outcome of the mess, okay. right? So I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't on. You cleanup, you weren't in the mess. I was in cleanup. Okay. Yeah, I was in cleanup. I was at the very, I was the last board member, myself and another guy named John Thane, who were put on by Travis. And if you remember when this whole thing blew up, Travis had three board seats as part of his last flight, as part of his last fight. He was one and he picked two others, myself and John were. And then soon after hey, that- Did you know Travis? No. no. He <laughs> I, just picked you out of the- Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a whole bunch of stories behind how, you know, how you get picked for this crap, but. I'm trying to get the dirt for y'all. I hope you appreciate this, okay? You know, I, you I'm, know. Try, I'm trying, Morgan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm at a point in my life, this may sound like boastful, but I'm at a point in my life that I, ask, I'm get, I get asked every day to be on the board of something. Right. You, right? So the, it's... On the board of, no. no, but at the, at the end of the day, you say, well, then it's all, because the money is all pretty much locked. If you're public, it's pretty much, there's a very narrow band. So it's all you're picking for then is the team of people and the content of the company. It's not about the money. Unless, if private is better, like I keep saying, it's... Uh, it's a little bit easier. There's definitely more upside. Um, you learn a lot more because it's not as structured. So you, ha you have to set it up yourself. You know, part, of the, part, of going, part of being private to go public is this whole idea of structuring the governance. So anyway, yeah, um, Travis, uh, Uber turns out to be a really, really, really great company. Okay, uh, what made it great for your, your experience is great. That's what you're saying, is that right? There's everything about it now has, so they were in a lot of trouble. Right? And they were, and it wasn't because of profitability. You, you know the story. It was just crazy place. Culture. Yeah, crazy culture, crazy leadership. Actually, probably maybe good individual people. I never got to know them, but together they were definitely not a, a group of people that you want to hang out with a whole lot. <laughs> and we, when we went in, the board was being restructured for this disaster. And so the company was aware Travis was even aware, who, Travis who I like and respect and think he's smart. He, like I said, I don't think he could run a public company. That's not his thing, right? He should have never gotten there. But um, I mean, starting is good. I mean, you just go, there's a point where you go a little bit too far and it's not your specialty and you shouldn't really be engaged in it. And it's the Peter principle. But anyway, when you get on, when we got on, we realized quickly that this company was, you know, a small, small IPO company with a market valuation of $65 billion. It's not, it's like a, 
this is not a game anymore, right? You have, it's, it, so you have to actually the adults have, in the room. You need some adults in the room. Yeah. And so they got old adults in the room, myself and John and some other people <laughs> who knew about things. But the thing that was interesting was that they were also very aware that they were on the edge in every country of being just like debarred, that they were hated, right? They were used. They were part of, but they, they knew that if they didn't do something, it would be a problem. So fortunately, they, we were brought on the board, the last two, but the whole board realized, and the management team, we gotta do something big. And so we brought in a new CEO, Dara, who used to run Expedia. He's amazing. Uh, he's really, really good. I, this is, a, you know, he's the guy who I, the firm who I always look into. When we went through the Charles, the, the George Floyd thing and the voting, the first company, the first company that signed up for everything without reading the damn papers that I'm in. And, and see, this, and this is the influence you have by being on that board and talking to the CEO and making sure that they can be responsive and what the kind, the kind of multiplier effect that has when something like George Floyd happens. So that's the influence and impact you get to have by being on that, that, uh, that board. Uber is good. Uber is a cool company. ExxonMobil is a little bit more challenging. It's very structured, very legal. It's very risky. You know, it's just... It has a big operation in Russia, so now we're sitting here going, okay, now what, you know, now what do you do? You can't go visit it, you can't, you know, you have to get out, you can't just leave because, so, it, you know, it becomes comp very complicated. So you got to be aware that with the good comes the bad. When the bad comes, you got to do the work. Do you select certain, or do you have certain committees that you only serve on, or does that? Always, always, that always, always. Every board that I'm on, I'm on the audit committee. Number one. Yeah, that, that's where I started with Udemy, and I think it's such a good learning experience. Yeah. Even for a company that's about to go public, knowing how you have to get everything in order from cybersecurity to your tax situation, all that has to be clean before you go public. Knowing how to do all that stuff from the audit perspective is, every company needs that. Is that why? Yeah, well, well I'm a, I'm, was a sitting CEO, so I'm a certified financial expert, so I can do it. Okay. The problem with being on the audit committee is that it's real work. This is not... <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, like you have to sign your name to stuff that I've read this. It's not like you, it's not like nominations and governance where you can get, which is, oh, which now is how are we going to, let's not slam NomGov. I take that very seriously, by the way. I'm chairing NomGov and I was just saying how important it is. Okay. NomGov, <laughs> non, not, so four committees, audit is required. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to do it. It's a lot, it's so... If there are seven board meetings in a year, there are 10 audit committee meetings, right? So it's just a lot more work. It's, it is, if you're not into it, kind of boring. And if you're not good at it, and don't, just don't do it. I mean, there's no reason to do it. There's a lot of other things you can be doing, and it, I just happen to like it and, and be good at it. That's the reason. Nom and Gov is important, important, and compensation is important. So the two rocking committees are those two, right? Nom and Gov, which is a whole bunch of glory, and comp, which everybody seems to like you because you control that, what, what that the salary that the CEO earns and other people, and so people like that. But I think any committee, I think you, you know, any committee is fine. It's something that you can be useful on, that you can contribute to. Okay, now I tried to get you to answer this, but I'm going to try again, okay. which is that <laughs> um, having been the CEO, I know that you've had favorite directors or least favorite directors, and I want to know more about that so that when they get on the boards, they know how to really 
like I've been told by the CEO, I'm his favorite director right now. I, I'm like, I'm not sure exactly what I did, but I think it helps uh, that I've been a CEO and I know how to not micromanage, you know, give him alerts about whatever it is. But what, from your perspective, what makes for a great director? How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad.
Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. Knowing what their job is. One of, the, one of the big challenges always, every board I've ever been on, small, big, private, public, there's at least one director who actually wants to run the company. And who's, who actually asks questions like, you know, what was the turnover of the popcorn in the, it's like, <laughs> who, that's not, that's something that's interesting that you should probably talk to the CEO about over lunch, but it's not a director level question. And so knowing the, the most challenging, I've been CEO of two public companies, the most challenging thing is a bad director. It is unbelievably bad. Um, it is very difficult for the CEO. It's usually very time consuming for the rest of the board because they're generally out of sync. And a lot of, you know, we get down a lot of rabbit holes and it's, and it's hard to get rid of a director. Once you get them on, it's reputationally very challenging to just kind of throw them off. You can't, kind of, you can't just throw them off. And it's just very, it's a very challenging thing. So the first thing is to make sure that you know what your, what your job is. And it's generally not to run the place. And if, it is, if you are trying to run the place, the CEO should probably be changed. I mean, you got the wrong boss. So that's what that person's job is. The other thing is that there's some just asshole personalities that you just don't want to be part of. And everybody has a different swing lane that they're into. So let's make sure, that's why it's really important, the group that is there already, let's make sure that you like the group that's there. Okay, that's very helpful. Now for people who are still coming up in their careers and they want to um, get experience to know how to interface with directors and, and that sort of thing, um, are there things that they should do to know the boards of direct, like the directors on their company or anything like that? Okay, okay, <laughs> stay no, away from them. This is not a good thing. Okay, this is a okay, bad okay. thing. Stay away from this. <laughs> you, you know the board of your company when you should know them, right? And when you're sitting in the C-suite or, or have some kind of a role that requires that you interface with them on a regular basis or any basis, that's fine. Otherwise, I assure you, you will not become a member of the C-suite if you spend your time trying to get to know your directors. You should try to spend your time getting to know your job, right? Because it's, it is really, really, really risky. This is not a game of politics at this level, right? They are governance, your operations. 
When you get into governance, then there's a lot of politics. But you can't play politics when you're the serf and they're the king, right? So it's not the kind of thing that, that you do. You should just stay. This is becoming, right? So we spend, we're going to spend 25 minutes talking about boards of directors where the vast majority of people in this room will never serve on one, right? Before you do that, you've got to get to the point where people say, yeah, we want that person to serve on one. And the way that you get there is that you have to actually do work that somebody says, that's reasonable. That's a person who's done. Being the CFO of some company is a really good idea. Right? It's, a good, it's a good checkpoint so you can get through. Being the CEO, obviously, is a really good idea. If you have some really specific tech skill, if you're a master at cybersecurity, if you're good at digital marketing or AI, one of these things, then you can be selected. But if you're just a, an employee of a company, just is not a bit, just is not a demeaning just. It's just like, just. Um, if you're that, you know, spending your time to try to maneuver your way into the boardroom is really not the most useful. Is not the most useful thing. I, if I could say over and over again, guys, when it comes, it'll come. Look for it. Don't spend your time not looking. You know, look for it occasionally. When it comes, it'll come, and you'll be ready. If you get there before you're ready, it's a waste of goddamn time. It's not that much money, and it's it's, it's just. It's <laughs> Yeah, and it's not that much fame and fortune, uh, unless, yeah. you get, unless you get on the board of um, Apple, Amazon. Let's talk to, there's probably 15 companies that you, if you can get on the board of Airbnb before it goes, you know, those kinds of companies, yeah, that's great. Otherwise, it's just Other, you, work. Otherwise, you're an unsung hero, it's for your it's just own work. gratification. Okay, it's just work. Okay, great, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, Okay, I think, yes, she is so real, and that's why we love Ursula Burns, by the way. We, we, we have to, you know, most of us are first generation. You were telling me about your background. Uh, we're all brand new to this stuff, and if we don't share the information with each other about what it's like in these different positions, I don't know who's going to tell us, because they don't really want us to be part of the whole scene necessarily. Very, very good. The, the point they do not want us to be part of this scene. It is structured. This scene is structured. I spent a lot of time talking about this in such a way that they can decide when they want you. Right? It's just it's and that's all BS, right? Because there is uh, we we launched this thing called the Board Diversity Action Alliance, right? This was after George Floyd, myself, Gabby Salzberger, uh, Darren Walker from the Ford Foundation, a company that I'm engaged with called Teneo and the ELC. Why? George Floyd gets murdered by the police. Uh, that day, I had flown to London. I got a call from a very, very good friend who happens to be the CEO of a sporting goods company from in Europe. You can kind of deduce down to which company it is. And okay, he's a great guy from Austria. He said, you know, I just want to talk to you about this, what happened, and I, I think I got this right, but, and he, a really great conversation, really, really good man. And I said to him, but, you know, great, call me anytime if you need any more. And I said to him at the end, why are you talking to me about this? Why didn't you call, stupid me, why didn't you just talk to one of your directors? Or, and he said, well, we don't have any directors, black directors. Hmm, this is interesting. He said, okay, I can get, I can maybe figure it out. I said, but how about the management team? None. Who's his biggest, his biggest customers? 
They look like us. They're playing basketball. They're doing whatever the hell you do, football and all this stuff. They don't do football, but soccer, you know, global soccer. And I said to him, you mean to tell me that you run this whole company and you see nobody who looks like the clients that you serve? Yeah. Next call, some other company. I talked to Darren. He had gotten calls. Gabby was the CEO, was the, the chair of Whole Foods, if you know, right when it was sold to Amazon. And we got together and we were like, this is really strange that all these people who are calling us great people at least called, right, and are curious. They, the reason why they called us is because we're the closest thing to a black person they see anytime, right? <laughs> so we decided that we were going to start this thing called the BDA, the Board Diversity Action Alliance. And basically what it is, simple, simple. Every company in the Fortune 500, now we've done it to the Russell 3000, has to have at least one black director. I don't care. It doesn't matter what you do, right? Now, we got into a lot of trouble uh, on this because we didn't say black or brown. So the Hispanics thought we were, and so we did change it. So now I will say black or brown director. And if you have one, you should get a second. Right? If you have a second, maybe you should get a third, right? It's a, because there's this, there's this belief, and, and this is what came out. You should look at some of the, the news reels that when we launched this thing, it was all over the newspapers. We had a question that came from Andrew Ross Sarkin, who's a really cool guy, reporter, you know him. He said, well, won't some of these people believe that, the question was like, the, the current directors are gonna feel kind of bad because you're taking their seats. I said, it's interesting. Their seat is an interesting phraseology. It belongs to them. And I said to him, that means that they own these things, right? And that we are word. now taking something that they own. And the theory of the case that we even have is that there is that they own this space and now, so we should have to flip it around. And we have to say, why aren't there eight black directors? Right, and, and that's what I've always said is that your board of directors should reflect your customer base and so if, yeah, if 90% of your customers are black, maybe you ought to have 90% black directors. I mean, that's what makes sense, right? So it's, it's, I just think that, uh, obviously, all I did was just present, all we did was just present a problem, right? So they, believe it or not, they still have the seats. We are still outside trying to get the seats. And, okay, we'll keep playing that game, right? Make sure you get the right ones and you have fun and all that stuff, play that game. When you get inside, you absolutely have to be an advocate or else there's no, you know. By the way, I, you know, I, I've come a little bit around this. You don't have to be an advocate, advocate, but then don't call yourself a black director, right? Okay. Just call yourself okay. a director. Yeah, just a regular director. Director, you're a director. Fair enough. And by the way, not, not everyone has to do everything all the time, right? So you can say, I don't want to do that right now. You got it, I got it. I don't want to do that in this company, got it. But you can't kind of get the, the accolades and the distinction and then not actually contribute to the solution. And, and that is something that I've kind of had, I've seen there are some women, black people who stack up a lot of boards and they get a lot of credit for that. They haven't necessarily brought any other people to the table. I don't begrudge them, I'm happy for them. But it's a different thing if you're doing what Merlene is doing where you're literally working to get more black people at, to, to those tables. Yeah, it's, a different it's always a sensitive thing, right? So you go to a company to to serve the company, right? To serve the share, the, you're the representative of the shareholders of the company. So you're not the representative of black people, you're not, but 
or, or <laughs> women or but there's a big but you are a black person and a woman right so you 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 bring to that role of representing the shareholders a point of view that is different from the point of view presumably and i from experience it's true of a white man or of a man if you're a woman so or of a of a gay or lesbian person if you're straight, right? So the, all these things walk into the room. It's really important to understand that if you shed them when you walk into the room, they could have just gotten a regular old white guy to do it. I mean, they didn't really need. They have, have a lot of them already. So, so yeah, what do you, what's, you your, what's your mission? It can't be your job only. That's not the thing that you came on to do. No, you have fiduciary responsibilities, and you have to meet those first and foremost, or you shouldn't be at the table. Um, okay, I know we have some burning questions. I, I've been hogging all the questions. Um, Time for about three or four questions. Please make five. them succinct. Five, five questions. Five. five questions. We're going right here. I think there are five Excuse hands me. up, so it's perfect. All right. Don't drop the chair now. All right. Good afternoon. I'm Brittany Cole from Nashville, Tennessee, CEO of Career Thrivers. We help corporations retain diverse talent. So two quick questions. One, will you sign my book for a good friend of mine? Uh, and my second question. Absolutely. Thank you. It's phenomenal, by the way. Um, and I want to say thank you for, um, I'm here because I'm just as good as you in the Harvard Business Review, the, the article, uh, interview that you did. And in that interview, you talked about, there was a question about, you know, obviously there's this resurgence, we'll call it that, of DE&I. And what is the solution for seeing more black faces inside of corporate corporations? And you, your answer was numbers, numbers, numbers. And while I would agree with you, you all hit on this, um, I think it's a bit of a generational um, thing where perhaps um, more millennial black professionals and black women specifically kind of run up against the, you know, stay in your place, um, make sure you, you know, serve your time before you can get to executive level le levels of leadership from older, more seasoned black women. So what would you say um, to perhaps mid-career women that are in the room today who are being met by resistance from women who look like them inside of corporations. I love that we're keeping it real in the room. Thank you. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. 
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. I, I, halfway through that question, I was agreeing. I was agreeing, or disagreeing with you, to, but agreeing with the, with the protagonist of, you know, do your thing, serve your time. Yeah. Because there is a lot to be said about that. I talk about this in the book. It is amazing to me the number of people who, I, literally, I meet with them all the time. And I've been meeting with them. And I say, well, what do you want to do? And they say, I want to be a vice president. <laughs> and I say, of what? So it doesn't matter. They say doesn't matter anything, and that thinking is what stay in your place, do some things is trying to counteract, right? It's trying to counteract this. It doesn't matter what the hell. I just want to get there. It doesn't matter whether I know how the place runs. It doesn't. So, but I do believe that there is always that. There has always been, and some of the staunchest, um, what's a negative advocate? Whatever the, ne- I hate who are, uh, uh, that's, that looks exactly like you. And, and, it, it's, and I've, I run into it a lot more from women to women, because there's not a lot, when I was coming up, there were not a lot of black women. But women to women, it was a big deal. And you know, all you do is you push. You keep pushing. It's not, I mean, a lot has to do with the situation that you're in, the company that you're in, how powerful the person is. Uh, one of the things my husband used to tell me all the time, he would say to me, Ursula, this is not slavery. If, you, if it ain't working for you, go. Find another place, right? So these are, all these things have to be options for you. Generally, companies don't hire you and executives don't have you in roles if you're subordinate to them for you to do a bad job. They actually need you to be successful. So you have to figure out a way to maneuver around blockers and haters. Sometimes My approach, which is not everybody's approach, and I would not suggest it for everyone, is I am extremely direct. I have been, and it's worked. It's worked. But it doesn't work for everyone. And if, you're not, if that's not how you roll, 
it's, 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 it damn sure won't work for you, right? So you have to find the, the way that you do it, you know, who your advocates are. There are lots of different ways around, but make sure that you are aware that you have the ultimate option to find another job, and then you don't have to stay anywhere. Thank you, and, and what I always tell my daughter is there are no shortcuts for being for mastering your skill, your trade set, if it's fine, if it's, if it's writing, whatever it is. There are no shortcuts. And I'm sorry for that information, but it's, it's, it's the fact. Um, okay, where's the next question? Have it over here. Oh, great. While questions are coming, bring me your book and a pen. <laughs> What's your name? Anybody else has a book? Bring me your book and your pen, because I'll sign them when I'm answering questions. <laughs> See how efficient she is? She's yes. efficient, organized. This is how... A leader works. <laughs> I was just about to say, direct and efficient. Thank you so much for being here. Good afternoon. My name is Tono Baze. I'm a chief of staff at Harlem Capital, a diversity-focused venture capital firm. I wanted, hey, to ask, capital. Hey. <laughs> I wanted to ask, because you've had the opportunity to not just be an independent board member, but also a CEO and a chairwoman, I want to ask for the CEOs in the room, or even the future CEOs, what do you think about when putting together your board? Because when it comes to diverse founders and CEOs, often they may get to a point where they're putting together a board and they've never been on a board. So I really want to think about what can CEOs do to build a board that supports them and helps elevate them. It's, by the way, it's a great question. It's a great question. Um, my, very really do I, I've never had the ability to build a board. You know, I've always had the situation where I come into a company or come into a board that already exists. Uh, so, and I'm the latest add to a pretty historical, long-running set of relationships. But I, as a CEO, when I, and by the way, as a CEO, the same. So if I'm the CEO, I generally get elevated into a role and the people sitting around the table picked me, right? So I don't, I didn't, I didn't pick them. It's just the way it happens to be. First is the technical responsibility of a, of a board, of a director, is important to understand. It, it's important to know what fiduciary, you know, what's the, what are the duties of care, what are the duties of loyalty. It's important to know kind of really what you do. It's important to know the structure of committees and what skills are needed. It's important to actually know the f facts and data of the job and not, you know, because all the rest of it is, glory, but it, you don't get there unless you know the, the facts and data of the, of, the, of the job. I want board members who are um, pushers, right? One of the things about boards and one of the things about CEOs is they need permission to take risks. The, f the, the toughest thing about running a company is that you have choices to make and all, not all the choices are equal. And you have to figure out a way, one of the, you know, every day, which, cho which, you know, of the five things, which is the best to do. Sometimes they're small choices, but in your career, you'll probably run, run into four or five pretty important ones. The combination, buying this company, ACS, was, I mean, this is like, what the hell, what, what, how did this happen? Where did this come from? How would you get permission to take that kind of risk. So having a board that can help you think through these kinds of expansive moves are important. So I look at people who fill gaps that I have, people, if I, people who can work with the rest of the team. As I said, a, a, a bad director takes energy that's unbelievable. 
and time to manage, and it's your responsibility if you're the chair. I was the chair and CEO, and it's a whole bunch of crap about being both, but if you happen to be both, then you a lot of time in managing that. But it's, this is this whole thing about there is a job to be done. It's not a, it's kind of like if you were the CFO, there's a job to be done. If you're a board director, there's a job to be done. Learning that job, the technicals of that job, and doing that well with the team is, a, is the most important thing. And, and I'll just chime into that, Ursula. I think a lot of new CEOs and founders have no idea about how much power and how important the board of directors is. In fact, I'm writing a piece that I'm about to post on Monday in honor of this session for that very reason. And we do a similar stage, Black Ops Ventures in Harlem Capital of investing. And so it's usually the first price round. And at that stage, you need directors who are gonna get you your first wall-to-wall -wall enterprise customers or who can help you build the strategy, have the relationships and networks to help you grow your company into a billion dollar company. So um, who you have at that table and also, are they thinking about the best interest of the company and the people who got the company off the ground, or are they thinking about the best interest of their portfolio first? Um, I went through a tough experience where my board forced me to sell to one of um, my board members. Um, I wish I was still running the company today. So you, you really, founders so often don't understand how important the directors are. So I think that's a great question. Thank and you it's, for that. it's really funny because I, I this is, I love this topic, right? Because what happens, the, the, the diversion at the end, what happens with, quote unquote, these entrepreneurs, everybody, everybody I run to, into is an entrepreneur, everybody. <laughs> Today. Days, what do you yeah. do, right? I'm an entrepreneur, I'm, oh, okay. I, that's, that's an entrepreneur. Everybody's an entrepreneur, and everybody wants to start their own company, which is, which is what an entrepreneur, I guess, does. And they all want them to be a billion dollar company, and they all want, money to fund it. This is where, <laughs> I remember saying this to Travis, who, like I said, still have a lot of time for Travis, I think he's a great guy. I said, you lost control when you took other people's money. That's right. You see, make sure you understand, it's not your money, it's not your company anymore. So if you wanna treat it like it's your little company, don't ask other people for investments in it. They can say to you, I, you own 10% of it now, we own 90, it's time to sell. Right, exactly. But when you, when you cross that line, it, it's so funny how many people say this to me, well, my board wants me, I'm like, it's, yeah, because you work for them now, right? Because right. I mean, you, they're your you bosses, the that's what we're trying to say here. You took their money, you can't actually take the money and actually act like it, they're, they're the owners. So it's a, by the way, then go off and start another company, right? That's what you do, right? And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. So anyway. Right. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So much. Okay. We have our last question right here. She has a flight to catch. She has a flight to catch. I'm sorry. So 15 years ago, a girl is walking down the street and says, Ursula? And you turn around and looked at me as if, who is this woman? So fast forward 15 years later, it's amazing to see you again. I am a tech founder and CEO. MTech is the company. We are modernizing central banks and emerging markets and in the US. Interesting. My question to you, how do I know going public is for me? Generally, you are forced. It's, it's not a choice that you have that you can make. Generally, you, are, you get there because you can no longer garner the credibility you need. So if you have a lot of enterprise customers, people are not going to 
sign big contracts with you know ding dong company as good as you, <laughs> you you seem you are, or you need money, so you need or access to significant sums of money. So very rarely do you have the luxury of you you may, may have the luxury of timing, but you generally don't have the luxury for good reasons of like just saying I can keep going I can keep going for a long time, but. I tell you, I, for as long as you can stay private, I would stay private for as long as I could yeah. stay private. Yeah. Yeah. There's a point where it doesn't make sense anymore, right? Where it's just trapped value. Um, you can't get the talent that you need because they, they won't come unless they have some way to get some kind of equity that's reasonable. But generally, you, you put on, what, what happens is you take, you become an adult, a regulated adult, adult and that's, you just have to be prepared for it. And if uh, I think it's generally good for companies when you have to go through the hurdles of meeting Sarbanes-Oxley reporting requirements, having some kind of a comp committee that has some kind of instructions that you have to do earnings. I think that that's pretty good, but there's a point that you'll know when it's, it's just not for you, but there's a point where it's, you, you wait too long, you can't, you can't do it. There are very few, very large, not family owned, there are very, very few, very large, enterprise level private companies. You just need talent, you need money, you need access, you need the credibility of a set of audited financials and running through a whole bunch of loops. Emotionally, I would wait as long as possible. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot of work. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Marissa Lewis. Special thank you to Micah Davis, Jermaine Hall, and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. In the video version of this episode, we'll drop to Black Tech Green Money on YouTube, so tap in. Enjoy your Black Tech Green Money. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Go get your money. Peace and love. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work 
in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually 1 billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world.